Welcome to the Heart Rate Variability Podcast, where we explore the exciting science behind heart rate variability. The material discussed in this podcast should not be taken as medical advice. Please check with your medical provider to make sure any suggestions or strategies are right for you. Visit us at the OptimalHRV.com website to learn more about the Optimal HRV app, download a free copy of Matt's book, Heart Rate Variability, and also get show notes and additional resources around heart rate variability and its applications. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to another episode of the Heart Rate Variability Podcast. Jeff Summers here, back after a, a long absence. Uh, good to be back on the show. Matt, Dave, hello. How's it going? Good to see you, buddy. Howdy, howdy. Great to be back. That's it. I'm looking at four plus inches of snow on the ground. So it's officially winter here in Colorado. Dave, same in Chicago from what I understand, huh? Yes, it is currently coming down. And that is, uh, as I was explaining to Matt, why uh, why I look like I haven't, uh, you know, gotten a fresh shave yet today or done any of those things uh, as we're... Uh, <laughs> As I am stuck with all the kids at home and the whole family, so I got pushed to the guest bedroom <laughs> to do all this today. Snow day, you gotta love it. Yes, you know, well, gentlemen, it's a pleasure to be back. I know there's been a lot of fun stuff on the podcast since the last time I was here, uh, but really glad to join you to talk about something that uh, I think is is very topical, considering what a lot of folks. Uh, do come January timeframe and, um, you know, get into sober January, soberary, whatever you like to call it, you know, depending upon, um, you know, what, what you sort of have, have heard about. But, you know, ultimately, a lot of folks going into the new year have decided they want to give up alcohol for a period of time, a month, a couple of weeks. In Matt's case, much, much longer. It started well before the new year. In my case, hasn't quite happened yet. Uh, <laughs> and I don't actually anticipate it's going to completely um but you know the the we all understand to some level that alcohol is not good for us based on how we feel after we overindulge in it uh, but you guys have dug into the science a lot more and, and you both have been on a, a journey of um removing alcohol consumption from your day-to-day -day lives uh matt for since october dave yeah. since the beginning of the new year so you know i think it makes sense to share your experiences understanding sort of the science behind what alcohol does. I think that's a great place to start to the body. And then, you know, you can share your personal experiences in terms of what it's done for your HRV on a day-to-day -day basis and how your, your baseline continues to increase as the time goes on without uh, indulging in uh, a beer or cocktail or two. So I guess, you know, personally, I think, you know, I don't know who wants to start, but the science behind alcohol, I think is interesting. It, it does things to us that I think a lot of people don't know about or are too familiar with. And obviously that's gonna correlate directly into your heart rate variability over time. So um, I know Matt, if you, wanna, if you wanna start, Dave, I know this is something you've really dug into a lot in, in, your, uh, in your past. So maybe it makes sense for you to kind of get started, but you know, let's start there and then you guys can talk more personally about your experience. Uh, for sure. Well, um, alcohol in itself, uh, you know, it, it is a toxin. Um, 
so so without a doubt it is going to have some negative impacts on your body um can we, can we start out, Dave, just to say, uh, I don't think any of us hate alcohol. It's oh. maybe a toxic, <laughs> but, but I think if we're all honest, we don't want to be that podcast where, oh, this is bad. We don't like it. I think we're all, oh, we right. kind of know it's bad and we really enjoy it from time to time. <laughs> oh, that's well yes. said, my friend. Um, great, great point. Um, There's but, a reason that I'm be... not doing what you guys are doing. <laughs> and yeah, I don't but... plan to do it completely. <laughs> For an entire month period, I'm happy. You know, keeping it to the Friday or Saturday night is great. So <laughs> that, that's my view. Um, yeah, yeah, and I uh, and I am uh, very far from being against alcohol. I, in fact, uh, whiskey is uh, uh, in all forms is one of my favorite <laughs> things. Uh, so, uh, so, so very far from being against it, and uh, nor would I ever tell somebody to stop drinking alcohol. Um, just for just for no reason. I think that you know you have to have an enjoyment in life. Uh, that enjoyment factor is is huge. Uh, it's kind of like eating pizza, right? Uh, we all know it's not the best thing for you, but I think I think the way that you feel from eating pizza outweighs all the negatives. <laughs> um, you know, so uh, so d- to an extent, uh, alcohol uh, falls in that same category when not overdone, of course. Um, but uh, but alcohol is is a toxin. Um, and we know that it takes a lot of work for your body to have to clear that toxin out. Um, and we see that reflected in our HRV right away. Um, we know that, you know, there's, there's two things that hugely affect your, your HRV. And, um, and one of those is sleep, right? Uh, the amount of sleep you do or don't get. And another one of those is, is alcohol. <laughs> those, those two things, um, show huge impacts on your HRV right away. And, uh, and alcohol, unfortunately, uh, also impacts your sleep in a negative way. So when you pile the two on top of each other, we really see, uh, we really see that, uh, negative impact on your HRV, unfortunately. Um, and that tends to, that tends to drag on a bit. So, uh, cause of course, right. You stay up later when you're drinking, um, and then you don't sleep as well because of the toxic effects of alcohol and the, uh, and the processing that your body has to do with the alcohol. Uh, so you don't sleep as well. And, uh, then you have shortened sleep. That's also not of quality and boom, you have a horrible HRV. And then that tends to spill into <laughs> the next night too. Right. Um, that's a great point. I've not thought about, I mean, obviously understand that the toxic effect and the fact that your body's working over time to, you know, remove those toxins from your body, didn't realize, didn't sort of obviously correlate the quality of sleep. I mean, I understand you're getting less of it typically when you're, you're drinking more, you're up late, having fun, whatever, but then the quality suffers as well. So it's a, it's a really good point. Well, and it's like a lot of things with booze, you know, the short-term benefits are so wonderful. Like they are like, you know, and, and in this podcast, if you're a longtime listener, we have talked about Jeff Mar- Margaritas before, but you know, a couple of Jeff Margaritas and you're feeling good. And, and even with sleep, Dave, I think you, you might've seen this too. You know, you may fall asleep faster Right. But then, then like the mid to long term, you know, when you just think about night night sleep. So then a couple hours in, you're waking up, you're tossing and turning more. Um, I found myself snoring more, which my wife wasn't too thrilled with. Um, and so that REM sleep, the real restorative sleep, 
uh, you know, really gets robbed uh, from you uh, as, you, as your body tries to, again, process that toxin as well. It, yes, it is those deeper stages of sleep that, uh, that unfortunately you do get robbed of. Um, and it's not a true sleep. It's, um, you know, like, uh, like I would, I would compare it to people who take a, um, a sleep medication, for example. Um, this isn't true sleep. It's more of a, a tranquilizer, right? Like you're, uh, you're being sedated. <laughs> um, so your body isn't in a natural sleep. And then, uh, like you said, Matt, you see a lot more movement, uh, a lot more restless sleep. And unfortunately, uh, you know, we do see that over in inhibition of muscles in the airway leading to breathing problems throughout, uh, throughout sleep where you just do see increased snoring, which, um, you know, bed partners, yeah. very disturbed by, um, <laughs> yes. and it does, and it does impact their sleep as well, uh, yeah. and, and their health as well. So, yeah. um, you know, but both of those things, uh, unfortunately, so, you know, it's not just not just hurting yourself, but also if somebody else is sleeping, uh, sleeping there next to you, unless of course you both went out drinking the night before, then, you know. yeah. <laughs> then, then I, then I find that I, yeah, I get kind of hit a little harder if we both been drinking, you know, it's not that the snoring is any less annoying. It's just, uh, I have that elbow to my side just gets a little sharper. So. That's yes. Great. Um, Oh, go ahead, Matt. Yeah, so, so you know, and I, I found uh, a lot of the same thing. So, so the science, you know, and, and alcohol has been an interesting research journey for, for me personally, because I, I did not drink much in college, especially during my athletic career. Uh, you know, I, and part of that, there was a lot of reasons for that. But, you know, I, I just, I, I thought that I was an athlete you know, probably shouldn't drink, uh, which, you know, turns out to be somewhat correct by the research nowadays. But there was this interesting, and it still kind of trickles in about the health benefits of alcohol. And, and I'll never forget, this was probably 20 years ago now, about 23 years ago, geez, it's been a long time. But like, I, I was running some substance use groups, and I was just kind of Googling the negative impacts of alcohol. And there was like, some of these positive things popped up too. And I think those more and more over time have been associated with red wine and so there, there's been a I, maybe it's the alcohol industry that's done a good job <laughs> of this but you know there, there was almost this counter research that a drink or two a night was actually healthy for you even not red wine initially and now it just I think that research has been disproven 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 and so you know I actually started to have a drink or two because of the research that said that was healthy for heart health and those sort of things so I actually started <laughs> drinking beer as a supplement uh and then I moved to Colorado <laughs> and realized beer can actually taste amazing uh so so it's been an interesting journey and now you don't see, I mean, I guess some people could argue for red wine, but even that uh, seems, Dave, and I, I kind of wonder what you see, the, the red wine argument to say, hey, if you want the good stuff in red wine, there's a lot better ways to get it than drinking a glass or two of red wine a night as well. So I, I do know what you're talking about. Um, and, and I can, um, and as far as red wine, that is the only one that there's consistent, uh, you know, that, that the consistency stays up with, and there may be some, uh, and there may be some truth with, um, a lot of people credit that to the content of resveratrol, which, uh, um, is a very powerful anti, uh, antioxidant, uh, found in the skin of the grapes. And anyway, uh, 
I mean, it, you know, I, I forget the exact amount, but it's something like you would have to drink like 140 oh, bottles a day yeah. or something, you know, I don't, uh, <laughs> like you get a handful of blueberries and you, you, you got what you get in a, a glass or two of wine easy. <laughs> there, there is, yeah, there is other ways. Um, yeah. <laughs> now I think, uh, you know, where you may see benefit from having a drink or two a day would be in that, you know, if you had a really stressed out day and you come home and have a drink, is that going to lower your blood pressure? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so, so as far as that unwinding piece, uh, yeah, that, that can absolutely, uh, but, uh, but there's much, there's much more healthy ways yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, than just having a drink, although having a drink may be very satisfying. It might be very, uh, it might be a great way to be social, um, those things, which is also a lot of health benefit um, to, uh, you know, the social piece and the family connection piece. Um, but if you're just using it for the unwinding for, you know, I, you know, any, any, uh, you know, reduce the stress, um, a, you know, meditation, uh, one of the better things, go for, uh, you a, know, walk. Go for, go for a walk, exercise, take a shower. Well, I mean, so much it becomes habitual, right? It's like sort of what you do, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm home, time for a drink. You can swap that habit out with something else and get more health benefits and, you know, see that same unwinding type of yeah. result without having to expose your body to a test. Well, well, and where I'm worried about a lot of folks right now, and we're, we're recording this in early February 2022 for folks, um, is the health of our just workforce, um, because what I see with folks who've experienced a lot of trauma, and I think that people who've experienced a lot of trauma has grown dramatically due to all the stuff going on the last couple of years with COVID and everything else going on in the world, is that, that I think if we're honest, uh, drugs and alcohol are a tremendous way to feel better. I, I mean, there, I, I don't know if I could give you a quicker, easier way to feel better in the short term. Uh, drugs and alcohol are great. That's why every culture I've ever studied, um, even if they outlaw one drug, there's another drug right there ready to take its place. Like we have used this since the beginning of, since we found fermented fruit on the savannas to, to feel better. I, I What I also worry about where folks are at because maybe the gym membership has gone away or other things that I did do is like picking up a bottle of wine at night is going to make you like you said dave it's going to make you feel better there i think too many people just skip over that but the thing about alcohol too that's tricky is after a couple glasses of wine do you want to get on the peloton do you want to practice mindfulness like all of a sudden is like it becomes so quickly your go-to coping skill that, that that's where I just see a lot of people, it's a great coping skill to feel better in the short term, obviously not medium to long term or even that night's sleep, but, but it is a real, it's a great way, it's an efficient way, it's an effective way to feel better, and boy, does that, that then addiction cycle, if we're not careful of, I'm stressed out, I drink to feel better, my sleep is worse, my stress response is worse, I wake up a little bit more exhausted, and by the end of the next day, I, I just need that drink again. And, and I'm really worried when you look at the stats uh, that, that alcohol has become the coping skill for so many people right now. It, indeed, I, I think you are uh, very correct. And obviously, uh, you know, 
I, I know there was a huge spike in uh, alcohol yeah. sales, and I believe that that is remained oh, yeah. high. <laughs> yeah, the liquor um, stores, um, you know, can't keep stuff on shelves uh, since COVID. It's crazy. Yeah. Right. That, them and pizza places, right? Doing yeah, awesome. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but even, even the, I mean, even the manufacturers, you know, you're reading the articles about how aged liquor is in short supply and there's going to be worldwide shortages of things because people drink so much and they don't, they, they, they didn't plan for this type of consumption back five, six years ago when they started the process, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's so it's, you know, in my journey with this too, I mean, we've been talking sort of about the short-term benefits and costs there. You know, the other thing that really got me thinking about this, and this was coming out of the heart rate variability world, is this idea of the three-day hangover. Um, and this was something I wasn't aware from. What I was aware of, and one of the reasons I was I tried out Sober October as somebody who may drink uh, a handful of times a month, it's not something I did a lot. But I like to drink when I drink. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I like four or five beers instead of just one because I like the buzz of alcohol. I think we can say that and be okay with it. You know, so, but, but what I was seeing was as I got older, the hangover came a lot earlier with the number of drinks I was having. So I was just getting kind of pissed off that you know after three or four now these are ipas colorado ipas at altitude so so you know when i say three bo beers it wasn't like michelob ultra uh at sea level but you know i, I was just miserable the next morning you know I, I just you know and so i started to look into this and you know uh I, I just think that that idea and then i was starting to track it on our app as well of seeing that not only did drinking impact the next day with a, you know, what, what would mostly be a mild hangover unless I hung out with Jeff, um, you know, but I, I could track it into, okay, I, I went to Jeff's house on a Friday night to watch basketball. Saturday was a disaster, but Sunday I was still maybe like 25% below my, my uh, all-time average. And then Monday, you know, maybe I was only 15% below, but I could start to track this over time that, you know, Dave, you mentioned lack of sleep, which I know was contributing to this, but boy, you know, I would see this three days out and that, that kind of asked me the question, is it worth it? You, you know, that, that was the question is to, to have, you know, three days of lower HRV that I was seeing pretty consistently after four or five you know, strong beers at altitude, well, was it worth that hit to my autonomic nervous system uh, for, for that, that next couple of days? And that was something that I really wanted to find a workaround to, but, uh, you know, really struggled to find a way to, to be healthy and justify it with, with uh, what our damn app was telling me about the impact of the things I like to drink. This darn technology, right? I know, I know, I know. Just ruining all your fun. No, exactly. <laughs> There's a reason why they say ignorance is bliss sometimes, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but but you're absolutely right that yeah, you know, the multiple day hangover is a real thing, and uh, and it, it even has less to do with the alcohol as much as it does to do with the uh, with the lack of sleep uh, or yes. the or the low quality sleep. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, and actually my wife and I joke about this too, is I, it seems like the older we get, the more it's like, we can drink less, but we can't 
lose that sleep anymore. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like the bad next day comes it comes that much sooner. Um, and I and and Jeff, I know you feel the pain too, because the little kids get up oh, at yeah, the same time, no matter what. Um, well, earlier, if you if you if you had some friends over, or you went out, you know, and had a big night for whatever reason. They wake up two or three times that night. They're, they're up earlier. It's just, you know, Murphy's Law. They, they don't sleep in. They don't sleep through the night when that happens. They know. They know. And they, and they torture you. And, and the wife right? probably it's doesn't really use the excuse, well, I, I went out drinking with buddies, so I can't get up right now. I doubt that, right? I doubt that has much traction uh, in either of the households. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately, it does not. <laughs> but, um. But it, it is, you know, that lack of sleep has a has a huge impact, um, and that's where okay, your body can clear the toxins of the alcohol, uh, but you lost that night of sleep, which then means that next night of sleep, now your body's playing catch up on sleep, um, and if sleep gets disrupted again for some reason, now you're now you're continuing that cycle, right? And then you look at what that's uh, not only doing from heart rate variability. Um, but your brain function, right? Uh, yeah. How much, how much that is down now you're losing two days of your quality brain function because, uh, because you had, you know, a fun night and granted, I think it's worth it every once in a while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, and Matt, I'm very similar too. Uh, you know, I, I do share that, um, and that when I, I don't just have a beer on a, on a Tuesday night. That's uh, I don't, yeah. I don't find it particularly satisfying. We, and we have a, um, we have a similar background too. Uh, so doing mm. athletics, uh, you know, yeah. pretty seriously when I was younger as well. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consume alcohol for uh, months at a time just because of athletics. Um, now when that, you know, now it's okay. Well, if I'm going to drink, it's because it's because yes, I do want, I do want to enjoy the drinking. I do want to enjoy the times around drinking. Um, so, so equally I will, you know, I'll, I'll have, more than one or two drinks at a time. Uh, but that's, that's all I'm going to have in a week, two weeks, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I, so, you know, I, I definitely feel the impact a little bit more as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that tolerance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is a thing too. And you throw age on top of that. It's like that pretty. And one of the things that like, you know, sober October kind of woke me up to is why wasn't I drinking when I was an athlete? And the answer to that, I, I think there's probably, uh, I, I don't want to go back and analyze like 18 year old Matt too much because that, that's a whole different podcast in and of itself. But, but it was to perform at my best. And one of the things that, that I really had to confront, uh, you know, at the end of October was, do I still want to perform at my best? Because uh, our, our stupid app is telling me that I'm not at my best if I go out on a Saturday night and have a few margaritas or that four or five beers, you know, that, that I'm not at my best. It does my, you know, I, I, I kind of confronted, uh, do, does my work with Optimal, does my work with the folks that I do trainings for, do, do I want to perform at my best for them? And I kind of had to confront is that's way more important than a basketball game. Like, like, you know, not, not that basketball was very important to me back then, for whatever reason, putting a little ball through a little hoop made sense. But, you know, honestly, what I'm doing now is, is so much more important, you know, in my life than, than that back then. And so, so it was that it was kind of confronting that is here's data to show this behavior 
is preventing me from me performing at my best for what I care about. And, and that was uncomfortable. Uh, we call that in uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, cognitive dissonance. And I'm uh, not good with that. Like, I'm like, so, so how do I do this? You know, and, and unfortunately I couldn't find uh, a way out without eliminating the, the behavior pretty much uh, full force. So, yeah. <laughs> It's a it's a hard reality. <laughs> it is a hard reality. So so Dave, I, I I've got kind of a, a insight in, and I want to see you know knowing you've been doing this for for a month is I found a few interesting things. If anybody there there's no reason you can't do it in February. Uh, you know that we we just found some good rhyming things with uh, January and uh, October. But, but one of the things that, that I have found really interesting is the need for replacement behavior. So, so I wanted to share this insight in case anybody is wanting to, to try this out is I still, I, so I've, I've replaced uh, a beer or whiskey with kombucha. Um, and I, I love kombucha. So, so it's something I enjoy. Not everybody loves the taste. But, but I find it fascinating because I don't drink kombucha every day because I'm cheap and I was making my own for a while, but then it exploded and got kombucha all over the ceiling and my wife <laughs> won't let me do it anymore. Um, so uh, it's like the still with whiskey I had. It was messy. I think the statute of limitations is up for that, those crimes I did. But, you know, just like every <laughs> hobby I get, it just gets messy when I put it in a bottle. And so, you know, when, when I started to look at this, it's so funny that, and I've gone out with Jeff a few times, like if I have a glass of kombucha, which is really good for me overall, um, you know, I, I that need to have a special drink really makes me miss drinking substantially less. And it's just kind of this funny thing I discovered along the way that if I can have a kombucha on a Friday, it just kind of fills that gap um in in a way that i found has been very useful uh is hey I've, i i bring my liter of kombucha over when i'm drinking with friends i have something to drink too and all of a sudden i'm waking up with an hrv score right where i want it to be uh because i'm doing great stuff for my gut health and my my stress response and my immune response and i, I just kind of wondered like did you see I don't know. Did, did you see any of this with the month that, that you uh, stopped drinking? So, so uh, yes, a hundred percent. I, I too use the replacement uh, and I, um, I use a sparkling water. Um, personally, you know, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the brand Spindrift, um, but I, I find their sparkling water to be absolutely delicious. Um, and uh, anyway, that's, uh, you know, that, that's that's my my liquor money. I bought myself from Costco, one of the giant cases, <laughs> and um, and that's what I've been drinking in place. Uh, and and it's very satisfying. Uh, yeah. you know, it it tastes great, and you're still getting you know that uh that carbonated beverage. Uh, you know, which you know I I may mix whiskey with um you know at times and everything. So yeah. so I'm like okay, so I'm still getting some of that stuff. Uh, and like you said, Matt, uh, it's, it's still a special drink. It's not something that I would have just every day. Um, so, it, so it does satisfy that craving. And, uh, and you know, that can be true with, uh, with anything, but, you know, especially in this case uh, with alcohol. And, you know, uh, it, you, gave, you gave a great reason as to why you did uh, try out the Sober October. And 
for a dry January for, for my wife and I, you know, that's, um, I, I wanted to, you know, let people know listening, you, you don't, you know, it's awesome. If you have a great reason, um, your reason can also just be that you just, you think it might be great for your health and, yeah. and you're yeah. just curious awesome. and you want to try. Um, so excuse me here. Yeah, and, and on that line too, I, I mean, I've been wondering, this was a wondering this sort of before um, I, I went this way, but but the more research, you know, and Dave, I, I'd love to get your opinion on this as well. It seems, I, I kind of started to see is 10 years from now, is drinking going to be smoking? Like, I, I just remember being old, like, smoking was everywhere. Like you went out to a restaurant, there was a smoking section, you know, I remember. Your I was airplane. Saying, yeah. Airplane airplane, had yeah, machine of, uh, yeah. Nobody was guarding you to get like a cigarette out of a vending machine. Like it was just sort of everywhere. And, you know, now we're in a whole different spot uh, with that. And, you know, when, when you're starting to see more and more like with heart rate variability being more prevalent and getting this data, I, I, I'm not saying it's going to be as bad as smoking, but it really seems to be in my lifetime, at least when I look at something to compare the research I see daily now coming out on the, the negative impacts of alcohol. I, I just kind of was confronted with myself is like, okay, am I, am I smoking? You know, am I doing the equivalent of this? And, and granted, you know, you watch Mad Men and they seem to be uh, smoking a lot and drinking a lot, but uh, you know, I, I wonder if, if that, you know, if you're, I don't know, I wonder what your response, Dave, to, to what I, I think I'm seeing out there in the research. Um, it, it's, it's really hard to, uh, to draw, I guess, that, that much of a compar uh, comparison here, because I, I, I would say, uh, you know, in terms of a detriment to your health, are they similar? Absolutely. Um, but uh, socially acceptedness, um, you know, with cigarette smoking, um, that's almost become like, okay, well, yeah. if you don't understand how horrible that is for you at this point in time, um, you know, you obviously, you either can't read or, you know, whatever right. the case may be. It's, um, <coughs> sorry guys, I'm uh, having a coughing attack. Here. Uh, but uh, <laughs> anyway, I- You need to come you know, back on smoking, Dave. Yeah, yeah right. right. <laughs> he wants uh, he wants a drink. Come on, man! We're trying to be role models for folks here. <laughs> right? Yeah, trying to uh, do the do the fun snow day thing has got me all uh, all dried <laughs> out here. But um, anyway, uh, with alcohol, it's so much more socially acceptable. Um, yeah. It's yeah. way more ingrained in culture, and, and uh, you don't have the secondhand smoke component yeah. either. And that's exactly it, Jeff. Exactly what I was going to say. It doesn't. It doesn't ruin the drapes in your house. It doesn't decrease the value of your car. Um, you know, it doesn't. Uh, it, it doesn't spill over like that. Now, granted, um, obviously. Well, well, I, 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 I would. You look at drunk driving statistics, well, <laughs> and if you're in my field, I, I've not seen smoking lead to domestic violence or. Though, so so I would I would just throw that in as a counter argument that maybe not as. You know, Culturally, smoke, let's yeah. not say we're saying one's good, one's bad, but sure. I, I do think there's a ton of social consequences uh, yeah. as well. I don't think we pay attention to them as much, but yeah. I think they're there too. 
A hundred percent. And, and, and thank you for, uh, for putting that out there, Matt. Yes. Um, in that regard, absolutely. Uh, you know, when you talk about drunk driving, when you talk about, um, domestic violence, uh, spousal abuse, that kind of stuff, absolutely. Um, alcohol is a, you know, unfortunately a promoter for those kind of things. Um, but, but you don't have, uh, you know, the negative connotation that you have with, uh, with cigarette smoking. Um, you know, I, and also the, the big unfortunate part, just like cigarette smoking, um, there's, there's a lot of money to be made off of alcohol. Um, you know, yeah, cause big it, lobby, big lobby. It, cause yes. let's face it with cigarettes, if there wasn't, uh, they probably wouldn't be there anymore. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So, right. so I, I have one kind of final question and th this is, I'm not going to ask anybody to answer it. So I'll, I'll kind of answer it myself and then give anything. So Jeff and I live in Colorado. So we also have the availability of other substances. And one of the things that, that I've gone through is like, hey, everybody else is getting intoxicated. Is there anything I can do to get intoxicated with them? And, and you know, the, 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 it's been an interesting question because is there any way to get the positive intoxication effects of alcohol without the negative impacts? And I'm not sure I've found that per se, but, but I do find that uh, CBDs, uh, I, you know, and I, I don't use them every day either. They're, they become my Friday, Saturday sort of thing. But, you know, we have all these gummies flown around uh, Colorado that is, is basically socially acceptable as, as much as alcohol is. Um, I know that's not worldwide or even, you know, you go to Kansas and they get pissed off at us that we've legalized weed and sue us and all that stuff. But we, you know, with the decriminalization of, of marijuana now, I don't think smoking anything is anything I'd recommend. But, you know, I, I do think there, I, you know, I always look in, in my field, we talk about harm reduction. And so can, can we reduce harm in any way? And, you know, I, I wonder with the you know, the increased availability of uh, both CBD and THC in forms that are not uh, unhealthy for you to consume. I, I just kind of wonder, as we look at heart rate variability, what I find is CBDs lead to healthy sleep. And my next day's HRV is where I want it to be, uh, you know, versus, you know, what, what I do with drinking. So, you know, one of my wonders is, as we have more drugs available, which doesn't always sound like a great thing, is, is there healthier alternatives to get a buzz than we, we get from alcohol? And I don't think that's a conversation I hear very much because I still think it's like a little taboo to say, you know, that we go to the weed store and we do that instead of drink. But, you know, hey, we're, we're trying to raise HRV. So, you know, those alternatives, I wonder, uh, out there uh, as well. I've tried to find like non-alcoholic non drinks that have like herbal mixes that allow you to get some buzz off. Um, but those all seem more expensive than drinking. So I'm cheap too. So I don't do those. But, you know, I, I like I said, is there a healthier way to get a buzz? And um, I think in Colorado there is. Uh, but, but I don't know. I mean, I think that's one of those replacement behaviors is can we get the positive without the negative, um, piece of this? Uh, I, I'm glad that you brought that up. And, uh, and uh, without a doubt, uh, you know, when you look at things, uh, things like marijuana or, you know, or, or just CBD, um, you know, it, yeah, there is a, you know, especially when you talk about, you know, a, a CBD type supplement, yeah. um, 
you know, you're talking about something that is going to have positive health effects. Um, and, and also it's going to kind of make you feel good. Uh, so, you know, is that a positive all around? Yeah. Um, and especially (laughs) if it's replacing alcohol, in my opinion, that's a, that's a great positive. Um, and even when you talk about, you know, uh, smoking marijuana, um, in, in comparison, um, you know, is, is that arguably a better alternative? And, you know, it's, it, it is, a it is up for debate, but as far as, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, damage being done to your body, um, you know, is one better than the other? I, it, it kind of looks like, you know, uh, the, the natural side, what naturally grows from our earth might actually be better for your body. Uh, you know, so it's, uh, it's, um, it's kind of cool to see that. Uh, but you know, that's also something that needs to, uh, become a little more socially acceptable. There needs to be a lot more research done on all. That's it. Um, Yeah. I think the research is just starting to kind of come out and there's still a lot of blanks to be filled in. Um, There's, yeah, there, there is. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's something that we all need to, uh, we, we all need to figure out, but, um, but right. that is slowly coming. So we're going to see that. Which is yeah, great. And bad. I, I mean, you're experiencing it, right? I mean, you're doing yeah. research on your own, right? You're, you're seeing the, when you do partake that your HRV is not negatively impacted and yeah. you saw a significant impact when you were drinking, right? right. So that, that just from a personal experience standpoint says a lot, especially over a, you know, five month sample size now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just, you know, it's funny watching my monthly averages and I've had COVID during this stretch, probably, you know, uh, uh, just a little hint, uh, Dave and I have been working on a book with Dina. So, you know, there, there's been some stressors there that have been fun, but, you know, uh, you know, huge projects on, but so I, you know, I've had some really, sort of a hit, you know, was, was getting burned out before the holiday break and then COVID hit Christmas Eve. Thanks Santa, you know, so, so there's been some key, but what I've been able to see is even with those challenges, you know, being able to keep pretty close, uh, to my high and without those dips, you know, now that I have the replacement behavior of kombucha, you know, the gummies, those sort of things, I'm not having the two to three day dips, so what I'm seeing is my overall average is, you know, again, it's not as high as I think it would be if I hadn't got COVID and was struggling That's a little life. bit, honestly, with burnout, those sort of things. But but it's really good to, hey, see that the, the data is showing that my replacement behaviors are, are really working for my health. And I'm a person who can consume these replacement behaviors. I don't think any gets addicted to kombucha and i think the, there's interesting arguments around uh, marijuana but but it's like hey here's the data to show this behavior is healthier now if i cut out the gummies altogether, would it be even higher who knows i mean that that could be the next uh question uh to ask but uh as you know likes to say that... i have the hrv of a you know 16 year old girl so i'm, I'm gonna say that <laughs> for a 46 year old old dude so <laughs> Uh, hey guys one thing that i did want to mention as well um uh, prior to us uh leaving here is the type of alcohol that you are consuming as well um you know i i think i i wanted to mention that earlier when we were talking about uh, the alcohol specifically but um you you can look at that too because the the type of alcohol 
like if you're drinking beer, for example, like Matt said, like a heavy IPA, um, there's a lot of other stuff in there that could possibly be negatively affecting your body in addition to the alcohol. So if you're somebody who drinks a lot of heavy beers and you have very negative reactions, try switching to, you know, tequila, for example, um, something that's a, a relatively clean liquor um, and see how that changes your HRV. And then, you know, and then make your decisions from there. Cause there, there is healthier versions of, of alcohol. Um, so sorry, I just wanted to make sure that we got that out there too. Yeah. My, my, my smile is, uh, you know, be careful with Jeff and tequila. That, that would be my only, because uh, <laughs> not only are his margaritas really good. He also then later on the evening brings out the top shelf uh, stuff, which is hard to say no to. So, uh, yeah, but, but I, I agree that there, there is. And I, I think, you know, when you, when you, you know, watching people drink, you know, uh, bad, you know, whether it's light beer or whatever there, there is, I think that's a really good point there. There are healthier ways to drink. And I, I'd say primarily we're talking about, uh, moderation, uh, is probably the best strategy, but also, you know, if you, you drink, you know, if a beer is unhealthy and you're drinking six or seven of those versus a shot or two of tequila. Yeah. Uh, there's healthier ways to drink definitely too. So awesome. Gentlemen, very enlightening for someone who has not undertaken. I, that's not true in the past. I've done whole 30 a couple of times, so I, I have been through it. And I, you know, it, it's very interesting, right? Because you go through these things and you do it, but you know, you feel better. This was before I knew about HRV. Um, uh, knew I feel better, knew I was sleeping better. And after the whole 30, you know, <laughs> what did I do the next day? <laughs> Had a drink, right? Um, so <laughs> it's uh, a good point in terms of understanding the actual impact, being able to quantify it is what we can help do. And so, you know, using biofeedback training and those kinds of things, mindfulness training that everybody can find within the app, not only tracking HRV, using those to continually train your HRV to improve and then understanding things like alcohol, like sleep, like diet, like all the things we've talked about that, that then sort of undo some of the good things that you can do otherwise. It's just important. And then we make our decisions. To your point, yeah. Dave, we're not trying to tell you to not do it. We just want to be, it's good. More information helps you make better decisions. And so, you know, Matt, you've decided the best decision for you is to completely cut it out. Good for you. You know, I've tried to refrain to two nights a week. And, and keep it minimal, that, that's my decision. And, yeah. and everybody gets to make that decision, but having the data to understand how it's really gonna affect you is something we haven't had in the past. And we encourage everybody to you know, use our app or somebody else's app or you know, whatever else is out, is out there uh, because it's just gonna benefit the individual in the long term. Yeah, absolutely. That N of one, like what, what does it do for, for you? And to measure that I think is, the great thing about where we're at technology wise and what the app has done for me is, you know, I, I would have loved to seen what, you know, 25 year old Matt after a night out. Well, what did that do to my next day's score versus the 47 year old version? And I, I think that that gives you great data. And if performance is important to you, uh, you know, you can adjust certain things and find less harmful behaviors uh, and still enjoy life at the same time. So and now Jeff has a designated driver. So it's a win win all the way around here at Denver. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Although last time we went and grabbed dinner, you caught COVID, so your wife probably isn't gonna let you see me for. for I know, time. I know. Tell Sarah it was not my fault. It was not. My fault. <laughs> it was. It wasn't your fault. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Pleasure as always. Thanks to everybody for listening. We appreciate the support. If you haven't checked us out, go to optimalhrv.com. You can learn more about the app and what we're trying to do. Um, and uh, you know, look forward to the next one. Hopefully, it won't be two or three months like it was this time before I can make an appearance. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Gentlemen. Take care. Thanks, everybody. Excellent to see you guys.